I know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith. Just as the man predicted, it is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. For once, he's not on the road. Home. Home again. Home again, jiggity-jig. Or did you cry wee, 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 wee all the way home? How did that go? I don't know, but something about like what you just said. (laughs) Okay. One or the other. All right. Again, I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Together we are those weekend golf guys. Do appreciate you being here because without you, it would just be us. And how boring would that be? I would be thoroughly bored. You, sir, would not be as bored as I would. (laughs) You. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) You have made a guest appearance on another podcast. I did. Got talking I golf did. with Gary. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I, I made a guest appearance on the, on the Golf Guru podcast a few weeks back as well. All right. Uh, Jason Sutton, friend you're, of the show. We've had him on our yeah, show. You're just getting around, I have man. now been on his show. Fantastic. One of the yeah. things you will notice when you listen to some of Jeff's uh, guest interviews on other golf podcasts is that we, we're different from them. And as much as we don't really talk about the PGA Tour, yeah, I'm not going to rehash what Dustin Johnson did last weekend because there's one primary reason for that. We don't care. Oh, we don't care. Don't care. It, look, I don't want to act like I don't like tour players or any of that stuff. I'm not. I'm not saying anything like that at all. It's just our show. We're we're just about normal people golf. We're we're, we're about you, there, not about there's the There's a pro. lot of places you could go listening to somebody pontificating about what happened on the PJ tour with the greatest players in the world. And that's all great. Yep. Basically, but not on our show. where can you go? Every other golf podcast, but us, we here are here for you. Uh, we talk yep. about you, the average golfer. Um, and I am in that. I mean, the, <laughs> the league of extraordinarily mediocre golfers. Is that something that we can all belong to proudly? I think, with the exception of one Mr. Jeff Smith, who can uh, either get you uh, into or out of that club, however you you feel like you want to belong or don't belong. That's the way it goes. We've got a lot to talk about today, however. Uh, We're going to talk about golf, of course. We're going to talk about you and golf, of course. And we're going to not talk about the PGA Tour. So there. Unless, of course, you want to find out how to get on the PGA Tour, then we could address that. Uh Uh-huh. The directions for getting on the PGA Tour are the same as the directions for getting to Carnegie Hall. Practice. And hang out with us. We'll be right back. Wait a minute. I thought it was I-95. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I should be in Phoenix right now for the Waste Management Greater Phoenix Open. Yeah, my favorite golf tournament of all time. But I am stuck, alas, here in the Midwest under the dome, the frozen dome of a uh, Arctic air blast. But I am going to go. I'm going to go soon. This is a great reason to get the trip together and get the family together and maybe take my grandson out for some spring training. You know, they do spring training in Phoenix. There are 10 stadiums, 15 Major League Baseball teams, and 75-degree temperatures during spring training in Phoenix. Yeah, it's, it's about 15 below where I am right now. 75 feels absolutely wonderful. And all of those 10 stadiums are within a 50-mile radius of Greater Phoenix. And, you know, spring training is laid back. If you're a baseball fan, it's great because you can get up close and personal with the players. You can get autographs before the game. And there's so much else to do, too. 
craft beer if you're into that. Four Peaks, Angel's Trumpet, Ale House, Goldwater Brewing Company are all in Phoenix. Lots of uh, good local and national uh, artists are performing. And, of course, there's the Grand Canyon. There's Monument Valley. There's Horseshoe Bend. There's Tucson. I uh, believe even the Painter Desert, Petrified Forest. All that kind of stuff is all around the state of Arizona. And it's going to be absolutely gorgeous in spring training. The Cactus League spring training, 10 stadiums, 15 major league baseball teams, but the probably the operative consideration for most of us right now, 75 degree temperatures. Let me tell you what you want to do. Find out the exact dates and plan your trip. You can go to visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. Visit Arizona.com slash spring training. That's visit Arizona.com slash spring training. It is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. We are together uh, called those weekend golf guys because that's what our website was called. So we figured, hey, might as well keep the name thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Facebook.com slash golf guys. You can go there and like us. We like that. We've got a new newsletter coming. I think we're yeah. going to call it Drinking and Driving, the Golf Guys <laughs> newsletter. Because that is two, two of our favorite things. We you have, know, the funny part is, is that, is that you know, people are going to do a Google search mm-hmm. on drinking and driving, <laughs> and that's going to pop up. That's going to confuse them. <laughs> uh, they're going to go, wait a minute. Are these, guys, are these guys promoting drinking and driving? And we're going to go, well, yes, as long as you're on the golf course. Maybe we should we should run a free ad in the newsletter for, for mothers against drunk driving so they won't get mad at us. You know what I'm saying? That's a good idea. Yeah. Now, drinking we have well, been doing during the, the bad weather, during the winter. Many of us, it's the only way you can get through winter. Uh, the driving part, however, has been um, a little bit suspect because we've had we've had to stay indoors. Yeah, but there's indoor golf, man. There is not you know? in your living room, though. I got to tell you from experience, you pull out a driver in the middle of the living room, and your wife panics. Yeah, you know, you yeah, break one lamp, gives you the stare, and she never forgives like, really? you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's it. She's just looking at you, going, "Really? Yeah, again, again, We're going through this again." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But, you know, let's think about this. You're in a golf course or you're in the north and there's a bunch of golf courses out there and they need business, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of them now, you know, like the one I'm standing in right now, Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. Shameless plug, right? Mm-hmm. Exit 80, Highway 65. <laughs> um, just in case. <laughs> two simulators, right? Just in case, right? Mm-hmm. Not far. All roads lead here. Mm-hmm. That's the best part, right? Yeah. You can get here. It's the inter- interstate system. All roads lead here. Um, two indoor simulators, people coming in first thing in the morning. I get here at eight o'clock in the morning. There's guys already in the simulators mm-hmm. and you know what? Here's the, here's the funny part. Yeah. It's eight in the morning, 10 in the morning, 12 before noon. This guy's got a couple of pitchers of beer ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's already happening. There you go. The, hence because the drinking just, and driving golf clubs mm-hmm. and, and the, the, their entertainment. Is that I want to go play golf, whether it's indoor golf in the sim. Mm-hmm. I'm here with my buddies. We're here to relax. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a few drinks. And simulator golf, the what do you, what, you really want to call it artificial intelligence or just technology yeah, or whatever, it's gotten to a point where <laughs> it, it mimics real golf 100%. Oh, it's freaky good. Yeah. 
I, I know. I mean, this is this is the this is what's happening in let's say the northern half of the country for sure, uh-huh. where it's not quite as prevalent out of necessity in the south because they got golf all year round. They can right. just do that, right? right? But then there's that time where they like air-conditioned golf in the South, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Gets a little too warm, June, July, August, yeah. a little bit of September, right? Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they, the golfers are going, no, I don't want to sweat quite as much. That's right. Let's go inside. So yeah. they've got them down there too, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's there's all kinds of cool brands out there that they've got all these great golf courses, some of the world's best golf courses they've I don't know how they do the computer-generated stuff. I don't, I don't really know. You know, they fly drones over the thing, and then they digitize stuff, or they just get – I don't know how they manage to get it, but I've played some of the golf courses that I see now electronically. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's crazy good. Yeah. yeah. And it's accurate. There is a tree right there, and it does look like that. That's right. I don't know how they do it. That's right. And I can't get over it on the simulator either. <laughs> That's dead. Even the simulator trees are not 90% air. I know, man. <laughs> the last guy who told me, he said, you know, trees are just 90% air. I told him, yes, so's my screen door, but I can't get a golf ball to go through one. Right? <laughs> That's right. So there you go. I just, um, but I don't know how that technology works, but I do understand that it works. Yeah, and it's you know, great. You got a bunch of smart people have figured that stuff out. Yeah. And because they did, the rest of us are happy. Yeah. So, you know, we can really enjoy the fact that somebody decided that they were interested in simulator golf. Yep. Sometimes the launch monitor feeds the the data on the screen, and sometimes it's some other system of optics where they, they look at where the golf ball's going and how they're tracking it and seeing what happened, and it's really cool. Yeah, but it even uh, really emulates cool. spin correctly because it reads the spin. Yeah. So if you, yeah. know, you you manage to hit a ball with spin on it, it's going to back up or you know top spin and roll forward or whatever it is. It's it's going to do. And now they have uh, mats. Or it's going to slice or hook, slice or hook. They yeah. have they have mats too that emulate um, you know fairway grass, rough grass, deep rough grass, sand traps, the whole nine yards. They do. That's I'm I'm blown away by somebody thinking about how do I get it. So that I get the feel of a bunker shot. Hmm. Yeah. And they've got these fibers, you know, and they they create these mats that are fibrous that they they've decided that they've decided how they can figure that out to make it that same amount of sensation of resistance. Right. But they're really good at it. Yeah. There's yeah. a couple of them here in, in the in the building that you can do that with. You can put a T in it, or you can you can swing out of it, and you can hit it. And they've got multiple surfaces. Yeah. For you to strike the ball on. Yeah. It's absolutely phenomenal. And for any burgeoning entrepreneur who's really into golf, I just want to know there's a whole lot of vacant Kmarts in the country. Just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but th- th- that's a lot of truth is you could you could really learn to um, do a bunch of indoor training. The problem is, is that they're <clears throat> they're still relatively expensive. Yeah. Right? So if you think like, oh, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go get a bunch of technology and invest in all this stuff. And, and you sell time is what you're doing Yeah, is you're selling entertainment, you're selling time. And um, all that's a good idea. If you've already got a database of golfers and, and all that like golf courses do, mm-hmm. but trying to do it on your own. Yeah. 
that's a tough call, man. Yeah, it is. That's a tough call because you don't you don't have a customer base right away. You got to yeah. build it. Yeah. And then you still got to pay a lot of money for the technology. That stuff's not cheap. Yeah, they're not cheap. The the state of the art golf simulators still run what 50, 60 grand a piece, don't they? Yeah. So you look at that and you're like, "Oh, yeah, I can afford that." But like, "Okay, so now if you got one, now you got to figure out, you know, what's the how do you maximize the use of one without the, you know, with with having a backup system?" Yeah. System because what if the electronics go down, right? Right. And then and then you got to figure out, "Well, how how many golfers can I get in here? What can I do with this? How do I fill it?" And then how do I manage it? Because essentially this is like having a one golf hole mm-hmm. and four guys can show up for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. And how much are they going to pay for that amount of time? And then well, how long is it going to take you to break even and all that stuff? So I think that's a tough entrepreneurial gig. Um, but I think that if you've already got customers and you've already got some space, you stick one in, in, a, in an existing golf course. Yeah. They've already got the staff. Mm-hmm. You know, they've already got the infrastructure. They already got the customer base, and they also got the bar. Yeah, it's which already is already there, right? Yeah, they already got the liquor so, license, which is of utmost importance. Well, well it is right yeah. because if you can't pull the liquor license deal off, now you got trouble because yeah. you got this whole thing, and all of a sudden you got this whole non-revenue, this whole revenue stream that you can't touch. Right. I got a buddy who owns a golf course up in Ohio, right outside Cleveland, and um, they mm-hmm. in in their clubhouse they had a second floor that they used for storage. And when he took over, he just went up there, cleaned out the second floor, put in four simulators. So there you go. Smart dude. Yeah. Smart dude. That he is. That he is. And they're great for practice, again, because they They really are. They they are so close to the real game. Everything that you can do on a golf course, you can do on a golf simulator. Except, have they gotten the putting done yet? Putting has always been Some have. Okay. Some have. There's some that you can build a putting platform, which is really cool, by the way. Mm-hmm. You can build a putting platform, and then it senses where the ball is, and it tells you uh, like what location to go far away from the hole, like eight feet to the short right, or gotcha. four feet to the left, or 22 feet back, and so you could do different things and actually have it, and it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Check it out. Look, look for one because every every neighborhood's got one somewhere. They may not be well advertised or promoted, but it's there. Just do a little search yeah. for some indoor golf, and you can find it somewhere. Uh, check us out those weekendgolfguys.com, and um, we may be able to uh, direct you wherever you are. You got a question? We can look it up for you because we know people. All right. We are going to be right back. I want you to hang out with us. Don't you move. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. I highly recommend the Cut Golf Matte Finished Golf Balls. They come in three colors, yellow, orange, and pink. All very easy to see. All very long off the tee. And if you chip and pitch and putt correctly, these things are going to check up when you need them to. They're going to roll out when you hit it right. They're going to roll true to the cup. And they're going to cost you $19.95 a dozen. It's a beautiful three-piece ball, and you're going to buy it direct from the manufacturer. That is why you're not going to spend 50 bucks for a dozen of these balls. $19.95 a dozen for cut, matte, orange, pink, or yellow balls Direct from the manufacturer at CutGolfCo.com. That's CutGolfCo.com. I'm going to use these balls 
exclusively from now on. I love them, and so will you, no matter how well you play or how badly you play. This will be your favorite ball from here on out. Order a dozen at CutGolfCo.com. Hey, thanks for hanging. We are back. Those Weekend Golf Guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. You know who you are, and you're looking for a place that you can go and do some practicing. As uh, difficult as it used to be for me to say that word, it's now falling trippingly from the tongue. I know. It's great. I I just can't wait till you start actually doing it. Yeah, well, that'll be the next step. (laughs) (laughs) You know, a trip of a thousand miles begins with the first step, and I've taken it. So there you go. We'll get to doing the practice later. But one of the things that you can practice, whether the weather is good or bad, is your swing. You can use aids. You can use broom handles if you want to or, you know, just put a grip in your hand or whatever. But uh, you've got some stuff that not only helps you get the feel of the swing down but tells you when you're doing it correctly and even some stuff that can help you uh, improve the the speed of your swing. No, I train different levels of golfers, different ages. And I, and I talk about a lot of things from things that cost $0 and zero cents that you've got in your house already, mm-hmm. all the way up to some high tech equipment that people want to buy. Okay. So let's start with the stuff everybody's got in their house. Sounds like a deal to me. Yes. Let's, let's start with rope. Are you kidding me? Rope? Yeah. So I've got this thing. I got, I got a little piece of uh, PVC pipe. It's about a uh, three quarter inch diameter PVC pipe and it's about, 20 inches long. Okay. And in that, I got a rope attached to it. And this rope is got a knot in the end of it and it's on the back end. And then this rope's about 25, 30 feet long. And I tie that rope onto something and then I'll stand in front of that something. Like, let's say I tied it to a post. Okay. Or I was out in the driveway and I put the rope underneath one of the wheels of my car and drove over it and parked on top of the rope. Okay. So it wouldn't go anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And then I stand there and I begin to make golf swings back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And the rope is waving out in front of my face. Mm-hmm. What do I get? I get feedback. I get feel. I learn how my body moves to move a rope and I got to do my lower body. I can't just stand there and arm swing this and push this rope. It doesn't work. Hmm. You got to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. All of a sudden, your body's engaged. You're learning to build speed with a rope. With a rope. Is the rope to be moving side to side or up and down like a sound wave or what? Side to side. Side to side. Okay. People think about those, you know, they go those physical trainer places and they go those battle ropes. They're jerking them up and down and up and down and up Uh. and down, up and down, wearing out the shoulders like crazy. Uh Uh-huh. Think about it going sideways, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth sideways. That's what we're doing. Okay. Then I so, got a longer version of the same rope. Well, let me let me just make sure visually yeah, yeah. that I get this, okay? Yeah. So you got the P- PVC pipe with the rope through it, yeah. knotted at the end so it doesn't fall out. Yeah, you right. use that as a grip. You got like 25 feet attached to something. Now you're yeah. you're facing the something the rope is attached to, right? That's right. So if I tied it to a post, I'm facing the post. So that you're swinging left it. to right or right to left of that post. That's right. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean post. to do that in your head. That's okay. okay. So now I've got that in my head. Okay, now we can move on. And then I've got a longer version of that rope that's heavier rope, a little longer version of the pipe sticking out, and a heavier version of the rope. What I did is I took, you know, I took a 100-foot section, and I doubled it over. So 
I've got a, another pipe that's a little bit longer, but I've doubled the rope over, so now it's two ropes that I didn't, you know, they're not tied together or anything. I just looped it. Right. And then I tied them together, so I made it heavier. Okay. So it's for the stronger athletes and the ones who are bigger and trying to move it, and it's even more rope, so it's a little bit heavier, and then they get it, and their body moves faster, and, it, it, and they really move it. Same concept, same thing, just a little mm-hmm. longer rope. I'm standing a little further away. And sometimes there, I don't even have to attach it. As long as that thing's far away, like if I'm out on the range, I'll just tie it in, you know, to a, a stake and mm-hmm. stick it in the tee box. And okay. they'll stand there and they'll work on that. Very cool. And it's something that works, works really well, yeah. And that's just $0 and 0 cents. And I'm working on people's golf swings and working on their power and their speed control out of this, trying to generate more. But it also works on their balance and it works on everything. And you have to say nothing. Mm-hmm. You just get them to start doing it. And next thing you know, the pattern that you're moving to get that rope, it's also a draw pattern. You don't have to think about it. It's okay. creating one all on its own. Really? It doesn't let you swing across your body. You got to turn your body to make that happen. Whoa. So it helps build something. Mm-hmm. And I use it as a trainer for what we're trying to build. At the same time, it builds speed. But it works really well. Very you know, and cool. I got other things. Okay. That are just zero dollars and zero cents, right? I, I do things with putting. Putting, I'll just use a yardstick, a little skinny yardstick that I've got a handful of these laying around. Mm-hmm. But you know what they did at the yardstick? The, the, the geniuses who made the yardsticks, they got a little hole at the end of the yardstick. Yeah. Somewhere just shy of the one inch marker. You know, just enough so they could hang it up on the peg at Lowe's or at Home Depot or wherever, right? Right. Oddly enough, it's the perfect size hole to hold a golf ball. I don't know who did this, but he had to have been a golfer because when you put the ball in that hole, the back of the golf ball is exactly flush against the back of the ruler. What a coincidence. Oddly enough, (laughs) some genius did that and you put your putter right up against the back of the ruler and it touches the back of the golf ball and you make your stroke and you roll it right off the end. And if you can start your ball on this skinny little one inch uh, ruler, you're in good shape. Yeah. It's flat. It's skinny. It tells you you can start your ball on this line. You can putt. Definitely. If you can read greens and hit it the right distance, of course. But but no, you, no at aim, least you'll aiming. go close to where you're aiming if you can keep it on a three-foot-long three yardstick. I don't have to talk to people about stroke mechanics if I find out that they can do this. Plus, you get it's immediate amazing. feedback to know whether you can or not. That's right. So I have people do this indoors in the wintertime, mm-hmm. and I have them put out a cup or something at the end, right? Sometimes I even have them put it up against the wall so it hits the little little kickboard at the bottom and bounces back. Mm-hmm. Two examples of you've already got this thing in your house, mm-hmm. and it can make you better at golf, yeah. right? You already own it. Yeah. How about other things that you can do to make you better? We've already talked about ping pong balls, so let's bring those out again. Okay. What if you're working on chipping? You want to make sure that you're clean contact with the chipping. Okay, we'll use this drill outside, but we can use it inside. Just take a towel or a golf magazine Uh and lay it down a few inches behind your golf ball. So you miss the towel on the downswing or miss the golf magazine on the downswing and just clip your ball. So it helps you with your angle of attack into the golf ball. So you know if you're coming in steeply enough. Steep, yeah, steeper enough. Steep, yeah, whatever. Steep enough. Steep enough. Yeah. <laughs> Very the cool. appropriate steepiness. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we need to be steepy. I had a guy say step one time, <laughs> like steep and deep all at the same time. He called it step. <laughs> like, 
Okay, you just keep that word right there. That's it. It may catch on, man. <laughs> I just I just told him I wasn't ever going to use it. He's he he was the sole proprietor of that word, but then I just used it on national radio. So so you can Somebody use it. Steal it now. With again, let me make sure. Visualize. Just put a towel down on the uh, probably a carpeted floor, right? Yeah, if you're indoors right. with the ping pong ball, what two inches in front of it? No, oh, about three or four. Three or really. four inches in front of it. And then just make sure that you hit the ping pong ball without hitting the towel or the magazine or whatever you put down yeah. there first. Very cool. Zero dollars and zero cents. Yeah. You know, I use that a lot, right? I use uh, other stuff I use. I use swim noodles. You mm-hmm. know, everybody's got a swim noodle. And it's not just that I reach out and beat people over the head with it. But <laughs> but they do come in know, handy for that. Yes. That's it, it, not the primary <laughs> use. <laughs> right? Sometimes I have them and I, and I, and I put them in places for people to hit a shot over it or under it mm-hmm. to swing in one direction or another direction using it as a guide so that they wouldn't clobber it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I use it for avoidance, like go over this thing or under this thing, depending on where I wanted to put it. Right. Make your club go through a couple of them at the bottom of the swing. And they're just swim noodles and that people got them at home. Yeah. Yeah, or you know, I, you I love for using things that people can do on their own, especially in the wintertime. Yeah, you know, and and I've got some things that that are a little bit higher tech version of that, like the two swim noodles thing. Mm-hmm. I got this cool thing, and they're being sold right now. We saw them at the PGA show, but we've already had one. We've had our our fellow on the phone on our show a little bit. His name's Eric Childs. He's a PGA professional from Minnesota. And he developed this cool thing. It's a, essentially a tripod uh, with a rod on the top, and you can tilt the rod back and forth. But it's got two swim noodles that stick off the side of this thing, and you can separate them or get them narrower, mm-hmm. and they stick straight out, and you swing your club on the backswing and on the downswing between them. Between them, yeah. So you're giving yourself some parameters in which to move your club on the backswing and on the downswing. So I got two of them. I got one with a short tripod. And I got one with a really tall tripod. Mm-hmm. And the one with the really tall tripod, I can get people to work at passing their club between these two swim noodles up at the top of their swing. I don't even have to be there. I mean, I just get it all set up for them when I'm working <laughs> with two, three people at a time. Right. And I just set it up to where they, where they need to pass their club through. And if they can do that, all the mechanics are there. Do you have like bare wires attached so if they their club comes in contact with the noodles they get shocked or anything like that? Just you know, a little well, positive I, feedback. I, yeah. I don't have that concept, <laughs> okay. but I have used sound. Okay. I have this cool little gadget mm-hmm. that is cheap that you could buy them online. Huh, you know that uh-huh. Things called the swing beep. It's a little I don't know, a little quarter size thing. It's a little thicker than quarters, probably, you know, like six quarters stacked on top of each other, but it's mm-hmm. about the size of a quarter. And outside of that thing, it's got this little wire that sticks out, a little rod. And you can change the little rod length and whatnot, but you can put it and attach it to something. Mm-hmm. And I like to attach it to one of those swim noodles. And if the club comes in contact with it when it shouldn't, I get go. a little beepy. And you'd right? know if and you Sometimes did it right. I use that as negative feedback. Uh huh. And sometimes they use it as positive, positive feedback, like I want your club to pass through here so that you hear the beep. Yeah. Sounds like good. avoid the beep back here and get the beep going down at the bottom. And so I use a couple of those. And I get people to train where they do things and make their club pass through places that are either good or bad for them. 
Bottom and, line is you can get some stuff without spending yeah. Boku bucks. You don't have to go $50,000 for a simulator. You can get stuff, right. you know, a buck, two bucks, five bucks, whatever. I One of the things that you have said has triggered a question in my head about follow-through, and uh-huh. I'm going to ask it when we come right back. And it's very important. You may learn something. Come back with us. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't move. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5 golf club. You know, I should be in Phoenix right now for the Waste Management Greater Phoenix Open. Yeah, my favorite golf tournament of all time. But I am stuck, alas, here in the Midwest under the dome, the frozen dome of a uh, Arctic air blast. But I am going to go. I'm going to go soon. This is a great reason to get the trip together and get the family together and maybe take my grandson out for some spring training. You know, they do spring training in Phoenix. There are 10 stadiums, 15 Major League Baseball teams, and 75-degree temperatures during spring training in Phoenix. Yeah, it's it's about 15 below where I am right now. 75 feels absolutely wonderful. And all of those 10 stadiums are within a 50-mile radius of Greater Phoenix. And, you know, spring training is laid back. If you're a baseball fan, it's great because you can get up close and personal with the players. You can get autographs before the game. And there's so much else to do, too. Craft beer, if you're into that, Four Peaks, Angels Trumpet, Ale House, Goldwater Brewing Company are all in Phoenix. Lots of uh, good local and national uh, artists are performing. And, of course, there's the Grand Canyon, there's Monument Valley, there's Horseshoe Bend, there's Tucson. Uh, believe even the Painted Desert, Petrified Forest, all that kind of stuff is all around the state of Arizona. And it's going to be absolutely gorgeous in spring training. The Cactus League spring training, 10 stadiums, 15 major league baseball teams, but the probably the operative consideration for most of us right now, 75 degree temperatures. Let me tell you what you want to do. Find out the exact dates and plan your trip. You can go to visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. Visit Arizona.com slash spring training. That's visit Arizona.com slash spring training. And we are back. Thanks for hanging. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there, and Jeff is imparting such great wisdom. Shows you why he is one of the best golf teachers in the land uh, because he knows how to do all this stuff without costing an arm and a leg, and you can use stuff at home to, to train with. But one of the questions I have, maybe a little bit of an aside, is you now I yeah. saw a quote today that said, Life is like golf, it all depends on the follow through. Now, <laughs> one of the things I don't understand is your club makes contact with the ball at the bottom of your swing, right? In yeah. milliseconds. The ball has uh-huh. left the face of the club, right? Yeah. I like to say Elvis has left the building. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So why, if the club, if the ball has left the face of the club milliseconds after it strikes it at the bottom of the swing, why is where the swing goes after the ball leaves the face of the club important to the flight of the ball? It's not. Then why are we worried it's about in- follow through? It's important that we sometimes we use things that happen afterwards. Like I want you to get through to a certain place. I know that the club had to come from a certain place traveling through where that ball would be to get to that other place. Okay. So it's a way that teachers use 
to get people to perform in order to live to deliver the club to the ball better by focusing on something saying instead of swinging inward at the end let's see if you can extend your arms more down the line i have just changed the angle in which you approach the ball okay from the, with the club okay it is absolutely not important to the flight of the ball the ball has already been struck it has already left the face elvis has left the building and you cannot tell that to do anything else after that it is in physics it is impossible exactly. unless of course you have the double hit scenario where you're going very <laughs> slow with the wedge through the ball and then you accelerate and it happens to catch it mm -hmm. and you're TC Chen. <laughs> That's the only scenario that what you do after the ball leaves the face could possibly affect the ball flight. Right. That's it. It's the only one. Everything else, ball's gone. Right. Well, that's why I was I was but asking because you know everybody's always adamant about how important the follow through is, you know, with your iron. It's always finish high, and it's like why? Yeah, that that means that it it came through a little shallower and slightly moving upward because you're trying to make that club move upward a little bit at this point. Okay. Okay, so I'm not going to tell somebody to finish high if they're trying to hit a bunker shot. Right. Because okay. that does not lend itself to the people, to the golfer blasting downward through the sand below the golf ball if I'm telling him to finish high because then all of a sudden his brain says finish high and everything starts to rise up mm -hmm. and then he winds up sculling it. Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> yes, so I know there that's are certain right. <laughs> scenarios that a teacher, right. When would you tell somebody to finish high? Mm -hmm. Is when they're swinging downward with their driver. Okay. And you want the balls on a tee. It's up in the air. You want the club moving up at it right. for an awful lot of folks, right? Right. But for some folks, right, the people who swing down to the left is a natural thing and it's powerful. Um, you probably not want to tell those people to finish high because all of a sudden they might not hit it very well. Yeah. Because their club's moving in a whole different place than what their best is. So we've got to be careful who we say what to. Yeah, you do. That's why you're a teacher. And that's yeah. and that's probably another reason why you want to uh, take lessons from a teacher and not try to read about things in the back of a book or a magazine because they are way too generic and may give you advice that doesn't work for the way you do things. Okay, I'm blinded now. What's, <laughs> what's with the laser beam, buddy? I was just pointing out the fact that I use other things in teaching too. Mm -hmm. okay. right, so I got lasers, right? I got, I got a laser. It's, I put it on a little tripod thing, mm -hmm. but I use it for putting. You know, we used to use chalk lines when we get out on the green, you know, and you get this chalk line out and snap it on the green and, and stand in one place and wear out the putting green and all that stuff. And then the chalk line's still there for two days. Right. For other people to use, but, or to the irritant of many others, but I use lasers. Mm -hmm. I'll use those indoors. I'll use them outdoors. Uh, I'll show people where their face is pointed. Right. So there's simple things. And the lasers I use, I got them at Lowe's. Yeah. Or Home Depot or wherever. Sorry, I'm not going to advertise just for one. Yeah. Um, but I say, look, I went to the home center store and I went over to the construction area and I saw these things, these lasers that are workable and doable outdoors yeah. in, in short distances. And they're, they're designed to, to set up straight lines. Right. And so the other thing I do is I take a two by four mm -hmm. and put it behind the target. And this two by four... I have a sticker on it of a target. You know those little bullseye stickers, <laughs> those little rifle scope things, uh -huh. the little circle and the little lines going through, yeah. right? I just stuck one of those 
onto a two by four. Small, short one, you know, a couple feet. Mm-hmm. And then people get to see where it is. And then I point the laser beam right at that, that target. And then they get to learn if they can putt or I mean, learn if they can aim their putter or mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. So there's another thing that people could go get on their own and make on their own. So far, everything I've talked about is cheap to buy. Cheap I think and the easy. most expensive thing that I said was this chili whacker thing. It's only like 150 bucks or something. Yeah. But it's so useful. You could put it, do it any place, make your swing go and avoid this or move it through here or through there. It's really helpful. I use other stuff. You know, cell phones. We all have cell phones, right? Yeah. Well, there's, there's also these little cell phone camera holders, you know, those little things, and you could stick them on an alignment rod. There's little clips that they make that are like 20 bucks that you can get them on the internet. And you clip your phone, and the clip has got this little thing on an attachment on the back of it that you can set it on one of those alignment rods that you have in your, your golf bag and set the alignment rod, stick it in the ground straight up and down, brace it with your bag so the wind doesn't make it flop around, and then clip this on there. And then you could use your phone to look at your golf swing and you could kind of make your own assessments for those of you do it yourselfers out there, which, you know, <laughs> brings me a lot of business after a little while. <laughs> so I'm promoting my own business by telling you do it yourselfers to do it yourself for a little while and then come see me. Yeah, when you realize you don't understand how to fix it. <laughs> That's right. But there are things out there that people use that, that don't cost a bunch of money. There's this cool product out there right now you could get. How about this? This thing is a camera that sits back behind uh, on an alignment rod or on a tripod or something. Mm -hmm. But it's a little teeny weeny little camera and it sends out its own Wi-Fi signal. And then you put your phone on the ground in front of you or your tablet on the ground in front of you and it records what's going on and it sends it live to the tablet that's sitting on the ground in front of you. So you are seeing your own setup right in front of your face. Wow. You see your own takeaway all the way to the top backswing live, no mm. delay. That's cool. And you're like, well, wait a minute. That's very and this cool. Thing, yeah, it's called Live View Camera. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple of these things, and as I train golfers, I put a couple of these Live View cameras, and they're out there training, and I've got lines drawn for each of them on how to set up their, their bodies, right? Like mm-hmm. get their posture the way that they theirs needs to be and – and you kind of draw their little skeleton and they get to go match those positions. Cause I kind of kept those little lines as a template for them and we save it and we put mm-hmm. it on the screen for them and they walk in and they start to train and they get it right. An electronic mirror, so to speak yeah. with lines on it. Yeah. Right? Lines and drawn so by an trains. expert who knows where those right. lines should be. Well, that's right. Because I'm the one that sets them. They mm-hmm. come in and train them. And what they're doing is getting themselves into that physical setup position. Right. And they're learning what it is and they're learning what it feels like. So when it all goes away and they go do it without this thing. Right. They now remember how it feels. transferred yeah. what they know and what they can see yeah. to what they can feel. And they can feel it wherever they are. Yep. That's phenomenal. Man. Yeah. It's terrific. That is yeah, phenomenal. It's called a live view plus camera. So, you know, that's something that's inexpensive, purchasable by anybody that they can use and help their own game out. Let's say so that things they can we, use. we didn't want to go get PVC pipe and, and rope. Is there anything okay. else you can think of without going and getting a official system that you can use at home to uh, speed up your swing? Because swing speed is what accounts for better distance, right? I mean, right. there's a difference a, between a swinging times, faster and harder. 
That's right. So let's say you don't want to use a rope, all right, and you want to try to get something to, to swing. you got to swing something light in order to build speed. Mm-hmm. So I've, we've long done the let's flip the club upside down and hold on to the shaft near the head and yeah. have the head be behind our hands and the grip end is the part that's out there, right? We just flipped yeah. it upside down. Yeah, right? makes it much lighter. And we can do that, but that's not quite good enough because we don't have something in our hands that's anywhere near the size of a grip. Right. So it kind of flops around in our grip because in our hands because it's so small that we'd have to squeeze it. So then we're not mm-hmm. really doing ourselves the favor of trying to get something fast. Right. So what I've done, you know those alignment rods that we use all yeah. the time? Yeah. Well, it, it, let's say that you don't want to go to Lowe's and get a rope and some pipe, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I just go to Lowe's and I go and get those alignment rods and I take about three of them and tape them together. Okay. And so I've got something I can hold in my hand. Mm-hmm. And did I mention that I taped them together? Uh, you did. You did bring those words up. Yes. Okay. I want to say that a third time. I tape them together mm-hmm. because as I grab them, now I've got three of those things in my hand. So now my hands can grasp onto them and not feel like it's going to go out. Right. I build a, a sticky kind of handle. Like I, I use some, I use some tape, but I also will use something like that tennis players tape that they wrap around their tennis grip. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'll cut off a, like take an extra one of those alignment rods and cut them in pieces. So I've got like a little stubby thing. So I make like a total of five at the handle and three that are sticking out. Gotcha. Okay. And I tape it together. So did I mention I tape them all together? I, I believe I have heard that concept. Yes. Okay, good. And then I wrap it around with some tennis tape. And the reason I do that is because I want a sticky handle. Mm-hmm. I don't want them coming flying out and killing people. Right. 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 But that right there is something you could swing that your hands can feel uh, a relative grip size that's close to your golf club, right? Mm-hmm. But it's really light out at the end and whippy. That helps out a lot because you get hand and arm speed built up there. Cool. It doesn't build up the whole body motion like the like the ro- like the rope will, mm-hmm. but the hand and arms go pretty well right through there. Fantastic. And you can, you can use that. So they're cheap. Yeah. So what we I'm have looking. done is basically come up with uh, four or five ways to actually improve what we're going to be doing when we get out to the golf course without yeah. spending an arm and a leg and right. man this makes it so easy right it does you know I, I love not spending a lot of money on something that can help me with my golf game so i help a lot of students with these things and they go man this doesn't seem like it's overly complex no you know what else i like i like hula hoops i like the smaller version of the hula hoops uh-huh. And I like a bigger version of hula hoops, and I use them for targets. I use frisbees as targets too. You just uh-huh. chuck them out there, like throw yeah. them out. Little frisbee here, go pitch to this one, go pitch to that one. Yeah. Frisbees are great. Right? Cool. Hula hoops are great for targets, but they're also really good to learn that you're going to stand inside the hula hoop, and then all of a sudden you figure out what's the right stance width, and you get this concept that you're within this hula hoop an awful lot, and you're not really going to be traveling too far outside the hula hoop. But it really is kind of cool people send, tend to get, just by standing in one of those, they get this sense that they need to be more stable in their golf swings, and there's a lot less motion. And I didn't even say anything about it. I just made them stand in there, and all of a sudden, they kind of keep their body 
within this framework of the hula hoop, and all of a sudden they had better golf shots. And I didn't have to say words. For yeah. That. yeah just it just got it, better. Is that visual and instant feedback that is so cool. We've got some more feedback. Really We're going to be giving yeah. it to you when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't you move. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. And you want to make us real happy, just go there and interact with us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. I-, I want to talk to you about golf balls, specifically cut golf balls. Now, cut is not a description of the ball. It's the name of the company, cutgolfco.com. That's cutgolfco.com. They say it's time to cut the crap. Their mission in life is to prove that you can pay less for quality golf balls. Whether you play every day, you play a couple times a month, doesn't matter. Cut Golf has a ball that's going to be absolutely perfect for you. And they want to bring golf back to the people. How about a tour quality golf ball for nineteen ninety five a dozen? <laughs> yeah, you heard me right. Tour quality four piece golf ball. It's going to go far. It's going to work well around the greens. CutGolfCo.com and get yourself a dozen fantastic tour quality golf balls for under 20 bucks. CutGolfCo.com. If you're paying more, well, that's kind of stupid. And it's us, John Ashton, Jeff Smith, collectively, those weekend golf guys. And uh, to recap, what we have basically been through is some cheap and easy ways to perfect your golf game at home in your spare time. Did I ever mention to you that cheap and easy, that was my nickname in high school? Um, no, but no. <laughs> I, uh, I think I've met a few people in my life that also had that nickname. <laughs> the, the whole rope thing and then the, the alignment rods taped together do you yeah i think you should have mentioned that you have to tape them together but you do uh, because you don't want them flying out stabbing people once you swing no you don't but those are great ways to uh to get speed up and again when we try to hit the ball farther we have a tendency to try to hit it harder well you don't want to hit it harder you want to hit it faster and it takes a while to be able to discern in your own mind the difference between swinging faster and swinging harder yeah do you have a quick way of uh, explaining that in about 30 seconds? Yeah, I'll tell you what. If you took a club out of your hands and you would just turn and sling your arms, your arms would be soft and they would fling out and it would feel like your arms would just extend all the way out and so would your wrists. And that's a whole different feel than holding onto a club tightly and using forcing muscles, mm-hmm. you know, Right. To, to do that, to that action, right? That's a whole different feel. So take a club out of your hand and sl- swing and sling your arms as fast as you can. That's the difference between speed, feeling the speed, and feeling force and power that you're trying to generate. Gotcha. Okay. See? Again, so easy, so succinct. It's such an easy game until you actually go out and try to play it. <laughs> <laughs> What can I say? Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. That is a place to go. Anytime you may miss an episode, we have them all archived. You can find them all uh, from the latest to the first. Also, um, 
recap some of some of Jeff's ideas for you here. Facebook.com slash golf guys, great place to go. Like us on that page, and that way you will never miss, or at least you'll be alerted to the fact that Jeff is going live with a uh, golf fanar, a training video, or live training session uh, on Facebook Live once the weather breaks. It's going to be like a late March uh, beginning to that kind of stuff. And then if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at WKND Golf Guys. And uh, that's that's about the, the sum total of what we do. So, man, go out and practice a little bit. Practice indoors, practice outdoors, practice on a simulator. And then if you're one of the lucky few that lives in an area of the country where you can actually see green grass, go play some golf. <laughs>